So, yeah. So that's page 7 of Philippians chapter 1. Oh, we've got to read Philippians 1. I'm just out of it today. You guys pray for me, please. Uh, Philippians chapter 1, and starting at verse 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to be in me. So at the, t- no, we're not at the top. We're, we're just a, we're, in the, we're underneath the letter C, there's a letter I. So we already read that. A very important tenet of Christianity is that the sufferings of Christ pertain to us. And letter I, suffering the, uh, with Christ is part of the natural course, uh, part of the plan for Christians that the more we become like Christ as we grow, the less we will fit in with the world and the more the mark of our lives will be against the flow of society around us. So now we're on number one underneath that. Back to Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, Brother Bob. <laughs> because you didn't get enough of it the first time and now we have to go over it again. <laughs> All right, Matthew chapter 5. I want you to look at this with me. Matthew chapter 5. And... Uh, <laughs> so in verse 10, uh, look with me there. This is the Lord Jesus speaking. And, and so the Beatitudes start with, we're not going to read them all, but the, Be- the Beatitudes start with, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I am going to read it. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are, the, are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And just to sort of probably make a statement you probably already know, Now, these things, it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed the mourn, blessed the meek, blessed the hunger and thirsting for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and persecuted, and and persecuted for Jesus' name's sake. Uh, he says, rejoice. And so the thing is, is for us to grow as, as Christians, we are going to <laughs> unlearn things that we have learned all of our lives. You know, all of our lives, it's not even just our own flesh, but the world around us is constantly sort of encouraging us to live in the flesh, live in the, in the, in the, in the fulfillment and the rapture of the senses. And for that matter, it's not even just the senses, not even just the, the, the ice cream sandwich that tastes so good. We had ice cream sandwiches yesterday. It's not, it's not just that craving things that aren't necessarily the best for you. We have a sinful nature that craves evil things. Sinful things, carnal things. So the Lord Jesus in this passage is teaching us things that are contrary to what our flesh thinks is right. And so uh, this is what we're looking at here. And this, of course, under the under the thought of uh, it's an important uh, tenet of Christianity that the sufferings of Christ pertain to us. And Jesus is teaching through all these blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are each one of these. Blessed are um, blessed are ye when uh, I'm sorry. Verse, verse ten. Verse, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Again, the mind, the flesh, does not accept that I'm blessed 
if I'm persecuted, if I suffer somewhat, somehow, in some way, for doing the right thing. Now, verse 10, there's a difference, a pretty big, important difference between verse 10 and verse 11. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So that's people just doing what's right because it's what's right. Now, the next verse, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. There's a very important distinction there. There's people that are going to be persecuted for not doing the right thing or for, for doing the right thing when when everybody around them or often around them, people are trying to do the other thing. Whatever is the right thing, they want to do something else because it's more convenient. It's more profitable for whatever reason. But in verse 11, he's saying, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say, I'm sorry, shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Now, this is specifically because of Jesus being in your life. And growing in Christ and becoming more like him. So that it's not you're not just trying to do the right thing all the time. It's a matter of speaking the truth that people need to hear that there is a heaven. There is a hell. People are going to one of both places. And for us to be living out the gospel witness day by day is going to bring a different kind of persecution. And specifically, and, and, and you look you look in the Bible, you look at for people, you know, and, and Stephen being a, a very powerful, distinct witness against the Jews to the point where they they stopped their ears. They ran upon him and they they stoned him for his witness of Christ. Listen, the, folks, as we walk with the Lord Jesus, persecution for his name's sake is unavoidable. At some point, at some level, and more than likely, I, I, I personally can't help but think that it will increase. Now, as, as we are in these days, at this time in America, being a Christian is less vogue than it used to be. <laughs> I don't know a better way of saying it. It's, it's becoming less, and, and uh, please don't get me wrong, there are people who are suffering their lives being threatened and worse. Their families... They're, 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 I just read last week uh, one of the email groups that I get a, an email from said that uh, Christians were being hanged in, in Islamic states for professing Christ. And so listen, in, in that state, you say you say I'm a Christian and basically you either you either re, uh, what's the word rescind that renounce. huh? renounce. renounce um, thank you. You either renounce Christ and you profess that you're a Muslim or listen, they'll bring everything. And, and, and they have the legal means to do so as well. To take everything you own. So listen, we are not suffering persecution like they are. <laughs> and we need to be careful how we talk about that. There are people who are suffering intense persecution in China as well. You know, where there's a crackdown on anything that, and specifically in religion, that causes people to put their trust in, in, in Christ instead of the government. <laughs> And, you know, they, they have the social credit system, which is coming our way. I don't know how many of you have heard of this, but the social credit system where the more you're in line with them, the more you get like what's that privileges, privileges, kudos on your record, like a public record as to how good a communist you really are. And listen, we've we've been experiencing this cancel culture culture in America 
for, I, I don't know, seems like the last five years it's really picked up, <laughs> where they reward you for the company, for, 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 for speaking the company line and walking in the company line. Whereas in, if, if you're doing the things that they, are so, they find socially acceptable in our time, then you are rewarded. And if you say things that are counter to the culture or counter to the way they want things to be, then they will try to cancel you. And, and it's been all kinds of people. There's been actors, singers, all kinds of people, politicians that have been canceled for their failure to, to, to keep the line, keep the culture line where they want it. So specifically, and this is my note that I have here that it's not in yours, but it's in mine. The progression of the Christian inevitably leads to persecution. It's something that we need to understand. It's what the Bible teaches. And so listen, it's, it's very important that we train our hearts and our minds to expect it. <laughs> I've, I've so often thought about, you know, I do so much better as a person, as a, as a man, <laughs> when I know when something starts and when it stops. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, it's just immaturity of me that I want to know when stuff is going to end, especially if it's a work day or something. <laughs> Or, you know, like the work day at work or anything else. <laughs> I like knowing when it's going to end. I don't like when it's not, when I don't know when it's going to end. <laughs> Listen, here's, here is what the Bible tells us is that persecution comes to those who live for Christ. At some level, and I think, I think everywhere it's probably getting worse. I, I, I don't know, but I know in America it's definitely getting worse. Where they are training up our children from a young age... There's that little guy right there. Listen, they have him in their sights. At his age, they want to try to change the way he thinks. And it's not in a good way. It's in every way the wrong way. Everything that we I see in the news, and granted, I don't know everything about what's going on in the schools, but everything I see in the, school, in the news about the schools is all bad all the time. Never good. You know, Florida, I, I'm, I'm sure you guys know, I'm trying to, not trying to make this political, this Sunday school lesson, but DeSantis got in trouble a couple of weeks ago for the, um, the, the, the parent, parental rights bill. What was it called? Uh, I know Vernon already know. Uh, the parental rights bill. And it became known as the don't say gay bill. Now, those words were never in there. That, 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 nothing like that was ever in there. But that's what, that's what took hold in the media. And so all over the place, people are celebrating saying the word gay. Anyway, so uh, but they are they are acting like and, and Disney, Disney itself. They, they took some public stand about this where they said, we, we think it's wrong to uh, this is harmful to our children, harmful to our children. Really? That you're not talking to them at transgenderism at two, three, four, up till six. Is that right? It was third grade, third grade. Okay, so they, the they here's my here's what I'm talking about. Their perspective is, is they need these things. They need to be taught about transgenderism, questioning their sexuality in kindergarten. It is ridiculous. It is beyond comprehension that someone would advocate for something as foolish as that. It's grooming them. They are, and, and that's exactly right. They, they I, I, I didn't mean to call it James. I hope I didn't scare him. But, but they, they want him from his age to be readied to receive this stuff. There was a little girl, I'll get to you in just a second. There was a, there was a little girl, I just read about it a, a day or two ago, 
committed, committed suicide. How old was she? 12. 12 years old. And it is, it is heartbreaking, folks. The school had recruited her into the LGBTQ program. And told her not to tell her parents. They were, they were doing this, Lori. They were caught doing it. And um, she became suicidal at 12 years old. They gave her a boy's name and everything and didn't this tell the mom. This was in LA, right? It was in California. Yeah, it was California. They invited her to an LGBTQ club. And she had a mentor who was transitioning. And I don't, I, I, can't, I didn't read the whole article. Well, I couldn't. Are, <laughs> unfortunately, they have like some mental health issues and they are like 30% prone to suicide. It's yeah. terrible. Uh, but when you get them a younger, younger age, they're going to be having those thoughts as well right. at an earlier age. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking, Miss Cassandra. The reason they, they go after the really young from like six and down, that's when you're most likely to absorb right. what you're being taught. Yeah. 90% of what you learn is when you're real young like that. Yeah. You know, so that's why they're our country is changing just so, so incredibly fast. And they are less and less, you know, this should be land of the, uh, somebody help me. <laughs> land of the free, home of the brave. Because of the brave. Because of the brave, you know. And listen, it is quickly, the landscape has been changing for years. Just these past 10 years, America has changed so dramatically. And, and, and I think the older the older you get or the older you are, the more contrast you see from where we came. And listen, folks, we this this nation needs prayer. How do we know that that that, that things aren't too late? Because we're still here. God has us here for a purpose that is to glorify him and to speak the truth. And so that comes all the way back to what this is all about, is that persecution, suffering for Christ pertains to us. If you're a child of God and you're saved, suffering for Christ pertains to us. This is not our reward. This is the time that we have the opportunity to live for the Lord Jesus Christ and bring glory to him. It is not a time for us to be comfortable, comfortable. And I listen that my mind and my flesh is just like everybody else's. And I seek the things that make me ha that make me, you know, that I desire and go after just like everybody else. But we have to understand Christ is preeminent. He deserves and is has it is his place to have the place of preeminence in my heart, in my mind, in my will and in my life. People should know that about us, that Christ is preeminent in our lives. And I'm not saying we have to have some plaque that is over our head. that We walk around. Christ is preeminent, but we need to be walking in his ways. We need to be loving him, glorifying him and serving him. And by by extent, serving those around us in the name of Christ. That means you speak the truth. It means you 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 don't. The Bible says in the Old Testament, don't suffer sin upon your neighbor. It comes a place where you speak the truth in love and you say what needs to be said when it needs to be said. You ask God for the grace to be able to do that. We ask God for the grace to be like Jesus Christ in this world. So the progression of the Christian inevitably leads to persecution. And I just wanted to reemphasize a couple of things here. Letter, my letter A in my notes is rejoice. So <laughs> as these things happen, as you experience more and more persecution in Christ, 
Our, our, our mind, our flesh, our nature is to despair. <laughs> Things are going so bad, you know. And that's, I, again, that seems to be how our minds react. But the way the Lord Jesus tells us to react is to rejoice. We're going to look at a couple of things about this. Great is your reward in heaven. That's what he says here in verse 10. Blessed are, the, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That, that would be enough right there. But look at verse 11. Blessed are you and men shall revile you persecute and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil, evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice. I, don't, I hope you see it in the scripture the way it's meant to be seen. These things happen. They revile you, persecute you, say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice. And again, it's not because bad things are happening or they are reviling you or hating upon you, but rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Our place is to understand, listen, there is there is a life beyond this one. We need to be living for Christ and that life now here on earth. Brother Vernon. What this country needs now is revival. Our governor, our president can change things or can you know, affect things for good or for bad. Right. But we can't leave it up to our politicians. No, it, it, politicians will not fix this mess. Thank you, brother, <laughs> because you're reviving us. Well, the Lord, the Lord's reviving. <laughs> and uh, listen, what we need is to cling to the Lord and encourage each other. We need to lift each other up. We need to encourage each other. That's why the Bible says a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Brothers and sisters in Christ. And for that matter, a husband and a wife in a marriage encouraging each other. And, and, and make it. there's a, a verse in uh, Ecclesiastes that says, if one fall alone, well, what's, what's going to happen? He's going to fall down. There's nobody there to pick him up. And, 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 you know, two people together, you encourage each other, you pick each other up, you, you help each other to walk in the Lord. And that's what we're meant to do. We are meant to, to encourage each other in the Lord. And as these days get darker and darker, I, I, I can't speak for you guys, but, but being able to come together becomes more and more of a treasure to me. <laughs> more and more of a refuge, more and more of a sanctuary. Listen, it, it is like I, where, I think it's in the Hebrews. I think it's Paul who says, and more and more as you see the day approaching. That's that's what I think is happening. We see the day approaching. The things are getting darker. And brother, I, I would I, I, I treasure the idea of revival. I treasure the idea of of people turning back to God in mass but regardless of whether or not that happens, people can still turn back to God on an individual, a family basis, a church basis. Listen, God is not limited. Don't let me paint the picture that God can't do these things because he can. But the thing that discourages me, frightens me, is when you see so many people from an early age being indoctrinated and protected from the truth so that they can't hear how many of you have talked to somebody in any way, even vaguely about the Lord, and you can see there's no comprehension. They can't. There's no common ground. They cannot hear where you're coming from because they know nothing about God. They are leagues away from God. Again, it does not mean that God cannot reach them. 
We see that. I, I am discouraged when you talk to you, you can say the name of Jesus, and it's quite possible in this day they don't know who he is. That time used to be unfathomable in America that you could meet somebody who didn't know who Jesus is. Our world is changing dramatically. But listen, God is not, his hands are not tied. The Holy Spirit is not limited. And Satan may be able to to put devices in a person's life, and he does. And he may be able to build walls around them, and he does. He may be able to build a fortress of lies around someone, and he does. But God is not limited. Yes, ma'am. Right. A person that's. She said, What? She goes, No, Jesus, God, God's son. And they're like, What? Never heard of them. Yeah. I mean, this was a few years ago, so it's obviously gotten worse. But this this, this young person she was talking to was about 14 years old, 15 years old, had no idea, never even heard the name Jesus. And that was very sad and scary. Yeah. It it is frightening. It's absolutely disturbing. But, Bobby? Right, yeah. Yeah. Judge Jackson's response was, I'm not a biologist. Yeah. 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 And at the same time, this in this process, they're demeaning women in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and that's that's one thing, Satan. And, and we're closing right now. But <laughs> it's, it's the elephant in the room. <laughs> the pastor in the room. <laughs> um, the, that, that's one thing that you see very commonly in our world is that they are taking away absolutes. No absolute right, no absolute wrong, no absolute black, no absolute white. They don't want there to be. They want it to be nebulous and gray. And very clearly, God's word, God makes their black and white. God makes absolute right and holy and sin. He makes the difference or he makes the difference clear. So we'll go ahead and close right there. Thank you, Lord, for this, uh, this day. Thank you for this time we've had. Thank you for this, for your word. And for the blessing of it. And please help us, Lord, to cling to you every day, day by day. Help us to hear your voice and, uh, and follow your leadership in our lives. We thank you for how faithful you are. And we pray for your blessing that you help us to be your people until the very end. We pray for your blessing in the coming hour for your glory. Please help Pastor to have the words to say and the spirit. And we pray that you help us to 
to all have uh, uh, all that you have for us. Please help us to receive it. And we thank you and ask your blessings in this time. Please bless every every family and every every home, every marriage, every uh, every uh, every child. We ask for your mighty hand of blessing and protection on us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.